0: Amen. Good to have everybody coming in. I was just saying thank you for all y'all's prayer for Pastor Nick over in the Philippines. He's doing much better in all the prayers for our church family as well. We are ready to jump in. If you're ready to jump into the Word of God, let me hear you say amen. Amen. Oh, man, you guys are ready, man. I'm loving this. Well, what I've seen God doing uh, in the midst here over the last few weeks as I'm studying the Word of God is just really showing us the theme and, and, and looking about being restored. That's a good thing, isn't it? I think it is a good result. I like that. You know, he's showing us his love and stuff. And Jesus is always drawn to those in need. So he ought to be close to me sometimes, right? How about you guys? You ever find you just need Jesus? I like every day every minute of the day. And so uh, we're going to have a good time with this. This is what I call a teaching and a preaching. There's a little bit of the backstory I got to read a little bit here to share with you, but we're going to jump on into it. But I want to go ahead and just give you a little background. It's called Messed Up, Thirsty, and Delivered. And I was going to write some more stuff in it, like messed up, broken, all that, but you guys get the, the whole point. Have you ever felt like that? Have you felt like you just blown it before? A little messed up? Need a little little shimming up, a little encouragement? Well, I pray today that this is the message for you, all right? So what I, what I started looking at as I was studying the Word of God, I started uh, a couple of weeks ago in this chapter, and the Lord just gave me a few things to share uh, for our little uh, live stream, like on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I was like, man, there's so much more I want to share. Let's just go ahead and move it on over to Sunday. So I'm going to share a few things here. So if you got your Bibles with you, turn to John chapter 4. If not, we've got most of the verses we're going to cover here. And I, I want to take a look at this as a study. This, this is what the Lord was showing me. <clears throat> John actually devotes 42 verses to tell us about this encounter between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Amen? So that tells me right there that's pretty important. Not only that, and I studied through, it's the longest conversation that Jesus had with any one person that's listed in the Bible. That's telling me I need to be watching what's going on, amen? And I thought that was really cool. And I also want us to see that this here, Jesus always had time for people. You know, how many times you talk to someone, I just don't have time. I gotta go. I gotta get it. I gotta, I mean, you know, we get busy. And really, to tell you the truth, being busy doesn't make you better. Sometimes being busy will make you bitter, amen? So I pray that we just slow down like Tanya was praying, let's just slow down, take a deep breath, and jump into the Word of God and see what God has for us today. So we're going to look at a few things here. I want to set the back backstage of the story a little bit and look at a couple of things here. There is so much that we can glean from this today. So if you guys got your notes out there, you need a pen, holler, this is going to be some stuff you can put on your refrigerator and get it in your heart. And so we, a lot of times when we read this story, how many of have heard this story? This is about the woman at the well, pretty much familiar with it. I pray today that God shows us something even deeper and bigger that we've never seen before. And you know what? He can do it, can't he? It's amazing how you can read a scripture one day, one year, one week, one month, come back later and go, wow. God gets some gas mileage on his word. Amen. And that's what we're going to do today. So a lot of times if you go through this and and you say, oh, buddy, I know that story. You can just gloss over it. But I pray that you kind of just open your eyes and ears. And look at how God goes into this thing here. And his heart is always for people. And and always the encounters that we can have along the way. And I say this many times because this is what God shows me in my own life. Ministries every day, every way, everywhere. As you go... As you go, not just on Sundays, not just on Bible study time or when you're working on a few things, it's all the time. And so with that, I I pray that, you know, as we go through our our daily routines and things seem to be very just mundane, don't be surprised if God doesn't jump in and make it supernatural, all right? So everybody doing good? Let's do it. All right, we're going to read along here. Let's back that up. Can we back that up, Tim? Tim? This thing does not want to play. Tim, can you back this up for me? Mm. There you go. See if you can fix that, and I'd really appreciate it when we go through there because we got a lot of reading along. Let's go to the first verse there. That thing's been fighting us a little bit, but that's all right. We will overcome. We just sang about it, didn't we? All right. First, first one. First one. First one. I'm going to get a drink of water on that one there. Here we go. I need somebody to ride shotgun on that. Here we go. So we're talking about Jesus and the woman of Samaria. All right, here we go, chapter four. Now Jesus had learned that the Pharisees has, had heard that Jesus was making the, make, making, was backing and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only His disciples. He left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he passed and he had to pass through Samaria. I want you to hold on to that little clue, right? So he came to town of Samaria called Sachar, near the field of Jacob, had been given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied, he, as he was there, man, I love this. This is going to be a great message today. (laughs) It's just going to be a great message. So Jesus, wearied as he was from the journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There's another clue right there, the sixth hour. I want you guys to keep on working with me here. We're going to get on through. Anybody doing good so far? Let's go to the next one. Let's go to seven, all right? A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Ten, Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God... And who it is that is saying this to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with. Yeah. We might might just have to go old school on this. It's all right. Keep on listening. We're going to keep on rocking. I love it. So look at this. I know that devil don't want me to tell this message because I've been working on this thing for like a week and a half. It's going to be good. Anyway, he goes on and says, he says, uh, and the the woman says, are you greater than uh, our father Jacob? Uh, He gave us the well and drank from it himself, uh, did his sons and his livestock. He goes on to say, he says, Jesus said to her, anyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Somebody say amen if you think that's a good deal there. That's what I'm talking about. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come back to draw water. Okay, we got one more stretch of mile and then I'm going to hit you with it, all right? Here we go. We're pretty close here, Tim. You're doing a great job, brother. I appreciate it. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband. I want you all to listen to this. And go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you're right in saying I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one you have now have is not your husband. What you say is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is a place, the Jews say in Jerusalem is a place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews, but the hour is coming, and now, here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ, listen to what she experienced now, when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you in, in... Let's get a drink of water and say amen on that. You know, isn't it amazing when you really got something to do for the Lord? Every little thing will jump in front of you, but guess what? I don't care because we're going to keep on rolling. Amen. So let's keep on rolling here, Tim. The first thing I want to look at here is that, you know, when we look at this messed up thing here, we we want to wear the why and the who, okay? And that's what I'm going to kind of dissect here. And as we look through this thing here, Is there any way we can get that clicker fixed, Tim? I could really use it. Okay, can you give me a class one? Yeah, okay. Now we're going to start again. Talk about messed up. This message is for your pastor, okay? This message is for your pastor, and we're starting new. Woo, let's do it. Man, oh, man. So a lot of times things in our life we here are messed up. A lot of times it's the truth. Anybody had a messed up day? Mine is doing just like this. This is par for a course here. You know, and what's funny is you get here, we start at 7 o'clock, unpack all this stuff. Everything works flawless until you hit that little button and they go, we're live. And they go, kick, kick, But isn't that the way our life works too? We get up out of bed, everything, man, everything's good, and then you start your day. And you find yourself going, you know, sometimes like that. So with this being said, I want us to really pull and insert ourselves in the story of what's going on. Jesus does ministry as he goes. Look at this. And he had to pass through Samaria. Well, I tell you what. If you look at a map, that's dead center on where he was going. He could have took the roundabout way and everything else, but I'm telling you that God goes right into the middle of where he needs to to reach the people that he's chasing after, amen? The people that need Jesus. How many people need Jesus? <laughs> Everybody, right? And so he can start right here with us today. And I want you to take a look at this here. The, the whole deal on this, I'm going to unfold a couple of these things and just kind of preach right through them here. When we start looking at this, why was he going through there? You know, Jesus saw a need. And let me tell you, I hope that God gives us eyes and a heart like Jesus that we see a need. But not only that, stick to the course. Hold fast when things seem to just unravel. Hold fast when you say, man, I really don't understand what's going on. Now, the backstory of this is culturally speaking, this was what was going on with them. The Jews did not like the Samaritans, okay? I mean, they were just—they just thought, no way, man. They thought them as the lowest form of life. They intermingled, half-breeds, all this stuff. They—they were not kind to these people, amen. And see, what's happening is this: we often get wrapped around a wheel if folks don't act like us, look like us, or respond like us, don't we? Those folks—you know how they do. Who is they? Have you ever heard that all my life? You you know—you know—you know how they do, right? we're probably a they do, right? But look at those things at that. So he goes and and he he stops in and he starts looking around and Jesus died for each and every person. He gave his life for each and every person. And a lot of times we just think, oh, it's just for me. Well, we do got to make it personal. But I say, once we make it personal, allow God to work in our life and move forward. So what I'm saying here, Jesus didn't just hang out with the Real pretty folks, the nice guys, everybody that thought they were doing just so. As a Matter of fact, if you follow the life of Jesus, he went a lot of places with me, and you'd probably be scared to go. But that's all right. He saw what they could be. He loved them in spite of their self. What's going on? Can we get the eyes of Christ? Lord, help us to have the eyes of Christ when we deal with folks. When we look in the mirror, because not only do I realize that we deal with folks differently, a lot of times the worst person to deal with is the person in the mirror. Somebody say Amen. We won't we, we forgive other people. We won't forgive ourselves. Today, this message is going to be freeing to each and every one of us. It's going to touch in our life some way, some fashion today. So Jesus was always filled with a heart of compassion. You know how you get a heart of compassion? Follow the footsteps of Jesus. Read the word of God. Ask God to transform your heart and realize, you know what helps me to have compassion in my life? Is to realize how much God's done for me. To realize as much as I've messed up and still mess up and all these different things, that God continues to say, buddy, come on, get back up. I died for your sin. Turn from that. Turn back to me. Let's keep moving. That's the message of Jesus Christ right there, that we are overcomers in him. And he's no respecter of a person. He's all about compassion. He's drawn to those that most of us ignore or step over. And here's a little sidebar. In this very place right here, we want to a lot of times a, a, a avoid some things. And that's the very place when we do go there or be obedient to what God. That's when we have the greatest God encounter. You know I got a couple of restaurant stories this week, amen? Always do. But I, I look at that. So look at this. Who's he talking to? The Samaritan woman, right? And we talked a little bit about that. But, but what's happening here? He turns around and he, and he meets this lady right in her mess, right? Something else, I had a couple of things underlined. She was coming at the sixth hour, I believe it said, right? Later in the day, well, guess what? If you really research that, most of the women came very early to beat the heat. But she didn't come then, you know why? Because they was picking on her. They were calling her names, no doubt. They're saying, you know how she is. She's had five husbands, and the guy she's got with shacking up now is not even her husband, what's the deal? Buckrow translation right there, That's it. That's it right there, you know? Isn't that the truth? Yeah, that's what's going on right now. See, we try to make it all V and thou. No, this lady had five husbands. She's sacking up with a guy. And now she's so, and, and you know that she don't want to hear about it because you know what? She's kind of sleeping under the, you know, slipping under the wire. And then Jesus comes up. Jesus comes up and starts talking to her. Let me tell you, that didn't happen in that culture. That didn't happen in that culture. The Jews... Not, not just disliked, they hated, they despised these people, right? They considered them the lowest of the low, but yet Jesus, we follow the way of the master, and he goes to seek those folks out. The reason I want you to hear how messed up lives can be in the Bible is because we can insert ourselves right in the story, and that same love in Jesus will meet you at the well, amen? That same love in Jesus said, so you know what? I'll pull you through it. You know what? I died for you. I'm here for you. So we look at this and say, wow, let's start shaping things around a little bit in our heart. You know, Jesus is not offended by your brokenness. You can write that down. Jesus is not offended by your sin. Now, I want to clarify that. It doesn't shock him. He doesn't desire that, but it doesn't go, oh, I can't go over there. He's greater than that. He overcame it. So the problem is the devil, will whisper in your eyes said, man, you really messed up last week. Man, you got an argument on the way to church. You did this, that, and everything. Whatever the case is, you can fill in the blank because we all got them. And what happens is the enemy tries to separate us from the Lord. He tries to separate us from God's people. You ever notice that? You ever messed up real bad, right? And then Sunday comes, you go, man, I don't even feel like going to church. And the devil's going, I got him! I got him!" But see, if he could separate you out from your brothers and sisters and hearing the word of God, then you get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And as a body of Christ, we just don't gloss over sin. We love you through it. Amen? Man, can you imagine if we had a sin detector at that door? I ain't going to make it, right? Beep, 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 beep. You know? Because we all miss the mark. But what I want to encourage you is when we come through that door, we come through that veil. Amen? Because of what Christ did, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Because of what he did. See, our salvation is all about what Jesus did. He's washed us clean. He set us in the family, and I want you guys to hear that today. And i I got a couple of more things down here that I love. You hear me say this probably every week I preach. Look at this, Romans 10, 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I was a whosoever. How about you guys? At one time or another, we were a whosoever, you know? And when I found out that Jesus would take me right the way I was, whoo, come on, somebody. People said, man, you're always excited. But, man, when you got saved, it was like, this. <laughs> whatever. my buddy said, it's like you got some Jesus napalm. I think that's a good thing. I don't know. He's like, man, you're excited. You're telling everybody about Jesus. Because I knew where I was. I knew what God rescued me from. And there's days, sometime I go, I wouldn't pick me. But, you know, I keep reading this story. I keep living out my story and going, Lord, thank you. That you didn't just save me from all my past sins. You saved me from all sins and set me in your family because your love for us, your love for me, your love for you, make it personal, is so great. Just like we see with this woman at the well. Cast out. No doubt. Man, can you imagine? You know, sometimes, what else? you you, you got a bad haircut or something. You go somewhere, you're doing all this stuff. You get your hair cut too high. You go, hey, yeah, how you doing, man? What's up? (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. I was just on the phone. No, you weren't. Right? Whatever like that, you know. It, it, because we all worry about perception and everything else. You see, same thing here. See, as you go through the Bible, it really doesn't change much. You're dealing with people. You know they were talking about it, the lady, don't you? you know, I can't believe it. I don't want you hanging out with her. Yeah, guarantee it. All those things. And the reason I want to take some time on that to unpack that is because, you know what? We can relate to that. I know I can relate to that. Maybe it's not note for note the the, the problem that she had, but you can go across the board and realize, you know what, I'm in that same thing. And so Jesus took time. How many of us take time? How many people are busy in here? Two hands and a foot. All right, so I'm gonna come clean, y'all ready? I say a little busy. That's what I do. My friends and my family say, you make yourself busy sometimes. Amen. Amen. But see, what they don't always realize, what I don't do today is going to back up tomorrow, and then the day after that's going to be more than that. Next thing you know, I'm going to be going, so I try to keep moving and do a certain amount of things that I need to do each day, and uh, I try to listen to the Lord, and I've learned this word that's not a bad thing at all. You all ready? (laughs) No. That's for somebody else beside me, too. Can you do this? Can you do this? No, I can't. But you know what? If God's nudging me, I try to do that. So anyway... As y'all know, I had an opportunity to go to a pastor's meeting that served the city that's downtown Newport News. I've done street ministry in Newport News. A lot of people in Newport News. No problem with that. Don't think I'm better than anybody else anywhere, anything else. But I'm busy. So guess what? I really didn't want to go. But I was encouraged to go. And I went. That was the biggest blessing I had that week. So I go. And, and I mean, I haven't been down there in a long time. They're building up the city and stuff. And I go, man, wow, this is a nice place. I come in. And the first thing to, to soften the blow it was the eating, meeting. So you know, I said, was, I was like, okay, I guess I could go. Right? And you get there, and there's about 80 people packing this room. And I know a couple people that I've seen out and about and stuff like that. But most of it's been a long time. How many know it's good to be in community? It's good to be around hearing and getting the pulse rate of other things other than just what's happening at 9 Cedar Road. Amen. I realize that, and I think, yeah, but but I'm doing that. And then you push the door a little bit more and go, maybe I should step out a little bit more. So I get there, and you know how things are, just like in here. Everybody knows everybody sits with everybody, right? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All right? So what happened was, as soon as we did that, the folks said, do you know this person? you know this person? Oh, I see y'all know each other. Well, we're going to fix that. We're going to count off one through six and then we'll go, you one through six, one through, and all the ones are going to go to this table, all the twos are going to go to this table, all this. So the next thing you know, everybody's spread out. Isn't that just like God? I come from right here all the way to the east end. You know who I sit beside? The pastor of that church. I could throw a rock and hit his church. My buddy Jim over there, over at Tabernacle. He goes, hey, I go, hey, how you doing? So we're talking, right? Now, we go there. We're thinking, we're going to be a blessing. We're going to help people in East End or wherever, you know, God calls us. And this is what's going on. And they got pastors and they got uh, uh, police officers. They just got people that, that care, you know? And you guys are welcome, to As things go, we we, you're really going to be welcome, all right? So we go. And and so I sit beside a police officer who's been working in the, in the force for like 26 years or something like that. And I started talking to him. I said, uh do you know such and such? He goes, yeah. I said, that's my neighbor. He said, I work with him in the DARE program and this, that, and everything else. So here I go all the way to the other end of the town to sit with some people that I knew more about than I thought. You know what the good news is? I don't care where you go. People have a lot of the same problems, same situation, and everything else. And I know this for a 110% fact. Everybody needs Jesus. Amen. Everybody needs Jesus. So that was pretty cool. So in the midst of that, I'm going, man, you know, I I, I don't know. I guess I could go see what it's all about and everything else. But through that, stepping out of my comfort zone, God opened up some more doors. By the way, Tabernacle, when I was there, invited us to to go to one of their services on the 14th of uh, February. I'll get some more information about that. And we're going to be doing some more things with some of the local churches. One meeting, boom, door opened up. Isn't that amazing? But no, we like to stay in that comfort zone, don't we? And see, what happens is we don't even realize we're in the comfort zone sometimes. Jesus got out of the comfort zone. I think we should too, amen? So here we go. Let's keep on going. So there's a little messed up situation. Anybody ever had a messed up situation in their life? Don't raise your hand. I've already seen it. I already saw it now. We all have. We all have. Got it. Presto. Let's keep on going. This thing is evil. Goodness gracious. So thirsty, and I am thirsty today, too. I'm going to take that as a good chance to take a, get a break here. Look at this. This lady was focused on the physical needs. We go back to the story. She was going to get the water latest part of the day. No doubt. Man, it had been hot that day. Surely she wanted the water early and everything else. But you know what? Just to keep things. How many people just deal with stuff so you don't have to deal with stuff? Did that make any sense? You're just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this, and I, just don't, I don't want any pushback. I'm just going to go about it. Surely that's what's going on. What we start to see is this. Jesus was focused on her spiritual needs. Now, here we go. We know we got to eat and drink and we got to work and do all these things and stuff. But a lot of things that we chase after are temporary fixes, amen. Temporary things that we thirst for. Everybody can say amen, I'll start with me. We chase after some crazy stuff sometimes and we get sit back and go, "Man, what was I thinking?" But here's the great thing. God is looking at the big picture. We can trust God with our life, amen. He is a big picture God. He is, he is amazing. He, he knows the beginning from the end. We're just seeing just a small part of what's happening here. And as we go on, I want you to just insert yourself in a story. And look at this. As we go through here, Jesus is on the scene. And he's about telling her how she can feed her spirit. Amen? She can feed her spirit in the word of God. I want to look at this. So i got a couple questions for you here. All right. Would you go without food for a week? I can answer that real fast. I go to lunch five days a week, and I'm going to tell you at 1045, I'm like, hey, man, where are we going to lunch? 1045. Hey, 10 till my lip's quivering. Everybody said, look out. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. I, lo- I love eating it. One thing, I like going out and hanging out with my friends, and we get to talk about everything. But, but you get set in that regiment, right? And you think, and you know, you look at me, you think, oh, he's going to starve. And then you look at me, you say, he ain't going to starve, Right? But, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And, and so none of us would think about how many, how many people would miss a meal, maybe a meal, maybe a meal. I got a buddy. I hope you ain't watching. I'm going to tell on you anyway, right? Well, how many people do the diet thing with all the people at work sometimes? <laughs> I'd rather take a beating, right? Because you know they're going to be over there, and next thing you know, I'm like, why is he still taking clothes off? You know, he's thinking, oh, let me, this belt weighs 47 pounds. Let me get on here. No, it doesn't. And then you get my buddy, I was like, hey, look, man, do what you want to do. I want to support it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am not going to go through my like life licking lettuce. I got to have some groceries. I will be, I'll be divorced in a week, man, if that's, I don't even like me. I was like, we got to find something else. So I usually try the low carb thing. That's good. So my other buddy, he goes in there and man, he likes to eat. This is my lunch buddy. He goes, uh, me and my wife are on a diet. I go, I'm sorry. I mean, let me pray for you right now. This is not going to be good. I said, what do you got? He says, I got this slim fast. I was like, "Where's the rest of it? It looks—it's a—it's a slim f- thimble. I mean, I—I I, I mean, I could shotgun that thing in a minute, man. Boom, bring it on, you know? And he said, "Well, we got to eat salad. I don't like salad. that's telling my stomach real food's coming, you know. The, it's like it's on the way, man. This ain't real. This, you know. I'm like, get the salad because we got food coming. And I know there's carrot cake." Right, I'm working through this thing. So we look at that, and we cement, oh, yeah. And then, then he goes, that's, that's breakfast. By lunch, he's looking a little drawled in the face. <laughs> Where are y'all going? I said, I'm going to go such and such, and uh, I can eat, I can't eat, I'm not going to eat the bread. I'm going to eat this and everything else. And then I send him a picture at lunch. He sends me back an empty bottle of that stuff. I go, so how long are you going to do this for? So my wife tells me it's good. (laughs) Man, I tell you what, hey, I'm all for you. I'm trying to root him on, but he ain't even himself half the time. We're working on stuff, and I just want to do that Snicker bar commercial. Please take the Snicker bar. (laughs) Just take the Snicker bar. And you say, man, what does that have to do? Because you know what? If we, and this is what we do a lot of times, we spiritually starve ourselves, right? Man, can you imagine? See, when you come here, you get a spiritual buffet, Man, we got the music, we got this going on, God's word, everything else. You got the fellowship. Church is like the buffet of, of, of Christianity. Man, you get to come in and you get to talk to this person. You get to sample this. You get to see what's going on. But the main course is God's word, right? And that's what we need to be carving up and, and, and taking that. And sometimes we got to put it down in bite sizes. And then sometimes, man, I just give me a leg of that thing. Man, let's go for it and see what's happening here. So many times we go, oh, man, I wouldn't do that. So I, I wanted to get a comparison here. Because I'm going to tell you what. What would happen if we fed on the word of God like we feed on Twinkies? Jenny Craig would be out of business. You know what I'm talking about? Weight watchers have to have, weight watchers start a Bible study. Hey, ain't nobody losing. Everybody's good to go. They might as well, you know. let me just jumping right on in. But we don't even think about that. Many times I believe, preaching to me first, that we spiritually starve ourselves. Because we won't open the Word of God. We won't go to Bible study. We won't, and, 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 daily, on the daily. How often do we do a devotion? Do you got one of the, um, the handouts over there, the um, Daily bread? thank you all so much. One of those things. You know, anything to engage us, to just keep us flowing in that. Going back and going back and looking at that word, taking the notes that we have, because I'm going to tell you we, we're going to be accountable for what we did with the word of God and how we served God. Amen. Our sin are separated from the east to the west, far as the, far as we can go. But I'm going to tell you what God has a call on your life to do something for Him, and it might be different than mine or hers or his and that. But man, feed on the word of God, spend time with God, and go after Him. Let's go ahead, Tim. So Jesus answered this. He said, "Look." If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, "Give me a drink," you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Man, you know, I'm gonna back up a second here and talk about being in cert- certain situations that maybe you didn't sign up for. How do we deal with that? You know, sometimes things come up and we go, "Man, I- I'll just I- I'll leave that to somebody else." How many? God knows exactly where you're going to be when things are going down. So let me tell you, this week, my buddy didn't go with me to lunch. I went by myself. It's okay. So I go to my buddy's restaurant, and I'm hanging out. And usually while I'm there, he's cooking, and he's talking, and we're talking, and cooking, and this and that, and I'm joking, and everything else. And I noticed the waitress goes by, and there was a guy sitting over there and a lady in a wheelchair. I'm just eating and talking, thinking I'm so glad that I am not on a slim fast diet. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere changes. I hear the waitress, my my other friend, she's talking to this, sir, are you all right? Are you all right? And then my buddy comes back around. He goes, hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? So I don't want to crowd up on anybody, but I'm turning around. I'm looking. And this guy, they don't know if he's having a seizure or whatever, but he's not doing good. So my buddy... Being the chef that he is, he turns into a doctor in about 30 seconds. He said, "Sit up, stand over here. Here we go, sit up. Here we go." And he's taking his blood pressure. He had a blood pressure thing under the bread rack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, we probably should call for backup at this point. So he's got him on the phone, and he's going, "Yeah, he's he's about 60 years old. He's about this." And the lady starts crying. I go, "Oh, let me go over here and see what's going on." And I put my hand on her. I said, "Man, it's going to be all right." I asked the guy his name. Told him my name. Just trying to keep everything cool. Everything's going on. And this guy looks at me with desperation. He says, I I can't leave her here. I can't leave her here. I said, no, nobody's going anywhere. Ambulance is coming. Everything's good. And it just seems like it's a long time because we're in the midst of it. But the guys are coming. The guys are coming. And I'm talking to the guy. And in the midst of everything, I said, wait a minute. I'm just going to pray for you. So I grab a hold of this guy and I start praying. And the guy says, Thank you so much. I'm praying for the guy. And the lady's crying. And my buddy's going, Do you want chips with that? You know, I mean, real life, the reason I'm telling you, because real life is going on here. You know? We're not just like, okay, let's, everything's happening. And so they come and he, and he tells me, he says, uh, can you call her daughter? I said, Yeah. And he says, uh, she works at Smitty's. I said, Hey, no problem, I know that number, seven two three zero six six one. 661 Hey. See, that was a good thing. God knew I needed to know that number, right? I've been there 100 years, man. Get out there. And I asked for this lady. I said, look, there's something going on here. Um, She needs to call her mother. So she's not here yet. Turn around. When she gets here, send them. All right. Meanwhile, they're working on the guys, getting the vitals, and I'm talking to this lady trying to calm her down. What I don't know at this time is that she's blind. I had no idea. So like I'm trying to hand her the phone and she doesn't, Get the phone, and, and then and the guy's telling me, she's blind. I can't leave her here. I can't, uh, you know. And I said, oh, nobody's leaving anybody. Aren't you glad God doesn't leave you behind? Amen? So we're talking, and she says, she says uh, let me see if I can get a hold of my mom. Now, she knew how to operate her phone, but the guy handed me a smartphone, so that was all off. She says, my mom works at Food Lion. I said, okay. She said, my mother's 80 years old. I'm thinking... That's going to be hard to get you in a car with an 80-year-old lady on this. i am saying, Lord, you you need to send somebody. So then her sister comes in. You ever run into something in in the midst of everything, and and you're dealing with different things, and you don't have the whole story? The sister didn't have the whole story. Because at this time, the boyfriend's gone. I'm there, and she's there by the table, and and she's yelling at her sister, what are you doing here? How did you even get up here? And she's so upset, she can't hardly tell her what's going on. And I'm trying to, I feel like a Jerry Springer show, man. And I'm going and, and just trying to share a little bit and trying to interject Jesus into the situation. Let me rewind just a little bit. I realize that she has his phone. And this is right before they take off. And I go back out there to the back of the, the ambulance. And I was like, pop, 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 And I open the door and the guy said... <coughs> I was just calling for you. He's an angel. I'm thinking, that dude is medicated. <laughs> I'm not an angel, brother, but I'll tell you what, well, here's your phone, and let me know, and I gave him my card if I could do something for you. I mean, this is, this is real time. We kind of laugh at it. At the time, this is getting crazy. See, let's go back to the story. When we're thirsty, we're in in that desperate place, things get crazy. And, and just regular. I see, I, I'm not the guy that can help you. You need Jesus in this whole situation, right? The whole thing. But you know what? God will use us to introduce Jesus into that situation. That's what the whole thing was. I got to pray for that guy. I got to share a few things. I got to help get the lady in in, in the car. See, here's something else. See, remember, y'all, you've heard that my mom went blind several years ago. I learned a few things about working with with folks that are blind. So the lady was trying to get her sister in the car, and she's going, no, no, no. And I go, oh, oh, oh. I said, honey, just stay right here. I said, can you feel my hand on your back? Yep. I said, can you stand up? She said, yeah. I said, look, just follow my hand. Got it right there. I said, now turn, I start tapping her back a little bit. I said, Follow my hand. I said, You doing okay? Yep. Yeah. I said, Now you can sit down. Just like that. Had I not dealt with my mom and dealt with other situations, I wouldn't have known anything about that. You know? So, so the things, now the reason I'm bringing that in, the things that you might go, be going through right now that are tough and you think, Man, I just want to get out the other side, God most often will use that later on down the road. It was a natural thing. The lady said, that that, uh, wheelchair is never going to fit in my car. I said, no, watch this. Boom, boom, boom. Because I've hauled a wheelchair or two in my time. And I haven't dealt with a lot of things that you guys had. But that day, there was things that God had taught me years and months before that I could be a blessing. And through that, my whole thing. Was trying to speak life into that situation. I was trying to get them the living water. I was trying to get them the peace that passes all understanding. But they were thirsty. I want to answer. I want to do. What are you doing? You shouldn't be here. This is going on. I, all this chaos. How many of you know God is not the author of chaos? And in the midst of that, after all that, I'm going, whew. The waitress comes in and said, Buddy, they forgot their lunch. So I grabbed the lunch and it, put that in the car, too. I'm thinking, I should've just had a slim fast, right? <laughs> you know, so you, sometimes you wonder about those things, but had, you know, it's just one of those things. And, and when I share these stories, it's not, oh, buddy, this, but I'm just, I was just eating, I call it, <laughs> when I don't eat bread, I call it a, a ball-headed chicken filly. That means a chicken filly with no bread. I was just eating my ball-headed chicken filly, minding my business, and boom, that's what happens. So Jesus was cutting through town and doing minding his business, this lady came on the scene, And he revealed himself to her. You know what? What are we drinking? So many times we're filling up on the things of the world and miss out on the things of the Lord. Amen. So what we saw here early on, that our life can be messed up and Jesus will meet us where we are, right? We can be thirsting after things, and most of the time we fill up on the things of the world instead of the, war, the, the word. But God is still there to give us his fullness and fill us where we don't have to drink of the things of the world. And now, let's go to the next one, Tim. We're going to talk about getting delivered. Come on down. I'm going to read a few things here. This is something that maybe, let's unfold all these, Tim. This is something that we probably hadn't seen before. hope you can see that. I'm going to give us a Jesus evangelism course on this. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Jesus starts where she is. Let's take a look at this. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. He started in the natural with something she knew about, the water. That's good stuff, right? We turn around here. Then we come down here and Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God... And he goes on through here. He says, man, you know what? I will give you a drink. Just ask me, and here you go. It's living water. He swings to the spiritual. You see that right there? I love this. I'm this out of my, my Bible here. I was looking at it. Jesus starts right where we are. He starts, starts talking about things that, that she knew about the water. Then he swings the conversation to the spiritual. They talk about worship. They talk about all these things like that. And he starts introducing the spiritual things, the living water. She goes, well, what's the, what's the deal on that? See, and then she rolls over here and he starts talking about this. This is where the conviction, he uses the law of the Lord, right? We start turning around here. He says, hey, man, go get your husband and bring him back and we'll talk about this living water. What did he do? He pointed her to the seventh commandment. Thou shalt not perform adultery. You with me? Started in a natural Swung to the supernatural, used the law of the Lord. Psalm nineteen seven says this: that the law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. He brought that up. Don't get stuck there. Keep going. And then after that, he reveals himself to her. He turns around and reveals himself to her. He says, "You know what? If you knew who uh, you're talking to, you'd ask of me, and I'd give you that living water." That's the grace. The law prepares our heart for the grace of the gospel. I want you to notice something else if you look through those 42 verses. He never came back and beat her with the law. He never came back and brought it up about the husbands anymore. He took care of that. He showed her grace. But he used that moment to get a real clear picture of our life. So maybe you're here today and you say, well, I don't know. How does that work for me? You know, what is it that God's shown you in your life? What is it that we need to turn loose and turn to God about and and receive that grace? So in the midst of that story, there's so many cool things. We find out it's one of the longest conversations that Jesus had in his ministry recorded in the Bible with somebody in one setting. We find out that he went into a place that a lot of people that that were Jews were going around. He went to the heart of it. We turn around, we find out that Jesus says, you know what, you're worth it. And even in that, in the midst of that, he starts introducing the word of God, but he starts where she was. I want you to hear that today. If you're here today, you go, I don't, I don't even know how to plug the pieces of the puzzle together. God will start right where you are, right here today. You say, well, it's my first time here. Well, it's not a mistake that you're first time here. Oh, I'm listening to this two weeks from now. It's not a mistake that you're listening to that then. There's something in God's word for everybody. And I'll tell you, the main thing that's in God's word is his word, Jesus Christ, for everybody. Now, when I started looking through this and sharing these different things, and God was just showing me, it just made my heart full that, you know what, that we can come and drink from the word of God. It made me think that, you know what, no matter how far we are messed up or how thirsty we are, God will and can deliver us. You ready for this? From ourselves, most of the time. That guy or gal in America could be bad news. But I'm going to tell you what, Jesus sees past that of who you can be, what he's called you to be. Amen? And then this is the next thing I want us to see. Let's roll one with this, Tim. Can we go to the next one? Yep. Yeah. The, the transforming part. Look at this here. She couldn't contain herself when she got the message. Many Samaritans from the town believe in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed two more days. He just didn't cut through. He stayed two more days. You see that there? And many more believe because of of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the savior of the world. Let me tell you something. God is amazing. And look at this, how he does this. Look what happened to that woman's life. Remember when I told you I said I got saved? People said, man, whoa. That's what happened to her. Her life, she didn't go, well, well, I'm I'm glad I'm in. She took off and went and told the whole town. How many people would have been tempted to say, well, I'm in. They never liked me anyway. Who cares? Right? I got my own, whatever. See, her life was so transformed that it started looking like Jesus. She went back into the place where nobody liked her, where they talked bad about her, anything else like that. See, sometimes we got family like that. Sometimes we got work folks like that. Sometimes you'll meet people at the post office like that. I'm going to leave that one alone. Sometimes you'll just meet people in, in life, right? Like that. But you know what? Regardless of where we are when we meet them, are we responding like Jesus? Are we offering them that living water? Are we offering hope? In their lives. And I pray today through this that not only we got an evangelism lesson, we've got a a lesson in looking around that you know what, God takes us right where we are. That no matter everybody is messed up, He says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And God says, I'll still use you. Jesus is not just in the business to patch you up, He's in to restore you. That's what the cross did. But it didn't stop there. He didn't just stop on the cross. He rose the third day. It sits on the right-hand side of God and intercedes for us. That's good news. It's great to know that you're delivered. Let me tell you, I talk to folks all the time. I probably bring this up many, many times. It's nothing like getting a call to sit with somebody when, when things are not going good in their life. I'm talking about when they feel like, the, you know, the doctors say, hey, look, things are not looking good. I've done that many, many times over the last 20 years. It's kind of a bittersweet thing. There's a part of me, I don't want to go. And I have to say it's usually a small part because my flesh doesn't want to see anybody in pain. I don't want to see anybody hurting. I don't want to see the tears of the family. I don't want to see those things like that. But the reality is that's there. The next thing, the urgency the Lord always puts on my heart, they need to know me. So, I pray whether I'm going to visit with somebody, Lord, that they have clarity. Give me an opportunity to share your word with them. Next, if I go there and they know the Lord, it's all the difference in the world. Yeah, my heart hurts. But, men, I get to spend some time with folks that know the Lord. Let me tell you, I go to be a blessing every time I've ever went in my life. I was the one to be blessed. We've been praying for Danette's granny. And I get to call her Granny too. I like that. I said, Ms. Diggs, sorry to call you Granny. She said, You might as well. Everybody else does. 95 years young. Spent some time with her over there. Family all around, everything else. It is a huge blessing to get to go and spend some time with her. And she told me about her coming to the Lord. And she shared her story about different things, how God had, had worked in her life with a, 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 a wonderful husband and different things and a loving family and all that. And yeah, we know we got bumps and bruises and all that. And then you know what she does? She said, You want me to sing you a song? I said, Hit it, Granny. <laughs> Boom. She's praying the Lord, praising the Lord, and she got this little bird in the background going, Rom, I said, You got the whole choir fired up, Granny. Let's bring it on. I'm not kidding. Let me tell you, that that does joy in my heart, man. That is joy in my heart. And I know that it's tough on the family, but let me tell you what. She has sown so much love and so much Jesus in that family. They're going to be all right. That's awesome. What a legacy. And let me tell you, she's still here. She's still getting with it. I went back another time, got the rest of the song. (laughs) I said, Granny, you got it so hot in this place, I think your bird's sweating. She said, said, darling, he may be. It hit another one. I just love it, man. They said, well, thanks for coming over. I said, no, I get to come over. I said, she said, you know, I, I get feeling better. i like to come sing you a song at church. I said, that door is wide open. Granny. Come on, bring it. So I pray that she does get to come and, and, and bless us with that. Because I'm going to tell you, when you get around people that know the Lord, she is secure in the Lord. She knows it's all about Jesus. She said, well, they want to do some more testing and everything, but if they want to do this and this and this, they can tell it to my daughters because I'm going to be in the car. <laughs> got her God's got it bracelet on. Guys has got it. She ain't concerned at all. We talked about everything. And I thought about this. See, her life is transformed. I want to be around her. I want to hear the stories. I said, tell me about when you came to her. She said, honey, I went to that church years and years ago. And I heard a hymn, and she said, buddy, something happened inside me when I heard that hymn. She loves to sing. Every time I've ever met your grandma, I don't care if I'm at a store, she'll sing a song. She, and I love it, man. And I, I just love being around people that love the Lord. But don't get too comfortable with just being around people that love the Lord. Take that love and share it with somebody else. You know, take that to the well. See, our well might be something different. It might be your workplace. It might be food line. It might be a restaurant. It might be any of those things. But, man, are you bringing that living water with you? I was in that restaurant. I could have said, man, i got to get back to work. And, hey, I hope everything's good. I'll see you all later. And I did. I called my buddy. I said, hey. uh," And the guys I work with, they just go, okay. Because just crazy things happen. Sometimes I said, look, man, uh, I think this guy's having a heart attack and stuff. in here or a stroke or something. So I'm going to be a little late. Yeah, Yeah, we got it, boss. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. So I come back, and everybody's sitting there. Tell us what happened. I said, man, God is good. See, you know what that did? That opened up the door to share more with my buddies at work. And I got one guy. Let's see if I can imitate him. Man, buddy, see, you can't even make that stuff up. You can't even make it up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He said, it's just crazy. Crazy stuff happened to that man right there. It's just crazy. I said, that's, that's God. said." He said, I know it's the Lord. <laughs> yeah, we're all, so, so the whole shop's going on. I'm going somewhere else. He said, you hear what happened, buddy? When I, I said so God's moving all the time, and see, and then when they have a God encounter, they want to share it too. Always take time to listen. You know, hey, I went to visit my dad, and this was going on. Hey, I did this or something like that. Man, it's great to share those testimonies. See, you know why the people came back to the well? Because the woman had a testimony. She said, "I met this guy." He transformed my life. He, he told me about living water. He to, and, and no doubt, she was probably dragging that, that old water jug around like this, looking around, oh, nobody seeing me, anything like that. I bet you when she come back, she was like, "Woo! look at here, bring it on. Wouldn't it be good if we had one of those big foam fingers like they got at the football games out front? <laughs> come on, bring it on, you know? And it's funny, you know it's funny. I usually always stand out front when people are coming in. That way I can hug you before you get all the way in here. And then come on out here. And it's funny. So people uh, that know what we do here that don't come here, it's funny. They drive like this. Any other time, I can see them at food lines. Beeping. <laughs> I'm out here, right? No, I'm getting ready to preach. they would be like. Mm. I'm thinking, they're going to run me over. It's funny. They're like, yeah, hey. All of a sudden, they get real close, and you're looking at her. You're looking at her. You're looking at her. Looking at her. I'm not I just, I just want to say, how you doing? And, and they're going, to they go, just right up to the last minute they're driving, they go. <laughs> and heads like this, boy, I said, man, look out. Whew. Man, I was scared. Glory was coming in today, and everybody's running by. I said, go ahead, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, yeah. And then the church folks come in. Arr! Stop. Come on in. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we're better than anybody else. But you know what? We should be different than everybody else. Amen? And I pray that difference that shines through is Jesus. I pray that you guys, you know what? In the midst of all the craziness, I can promise you this. When things go wrong with the guitars and the wiring and the things going on, God's got a good message for us, amen? Did anybody get blessed by this message today? Did you ever look at it the way that God showed us today? There's so much more, and I'm sure there's more than than what we covered today. Let me tell you, if God has put all the facts and details in a story in his word, there's something to glean out of that. Spend some time with that. I want, to, I want to challenge us. Each day, do a little study of the Bible. Come on Tuesday nights. Man, they've got so many different uh, apps and things now. You know? It's just amazing. You can do leadership stuff. You can do all types of stuff. and It'll even remind you really gently. Would you like to study the Bible? Would you like to do this? And you know what? And if you swoop it too many times, obviously you don't want to do this, right? <laughs> and it would come back again. But what I'm telling you now is, we live in a time that is so amazing that we have so much opportunity at our fingertips. How often do we really take that? Man, we've got that. We got, you know, think about it. We always, the PowerPoint, gives. I get all twisted up. You know what? They didn't even have that. It's all right. AC's kicking. We got that. You know, we got a fan over here. We got good heat. Not, if not, everybody snuggle up. Let's just keep going, right? A lot of times we get so comfortable. I pray that we never get too comfortable in our faith, that we won't take time, that we won't be that Jesus to somebody else. Think about this for a minute. people in your life that's really impacted your life. How was it that they impacted your life for the Lord? Was it that they prayed for you, that they took time with you, that they just called you? Just they invested in you? You know Let's go back to the diet plan for just a minute. Can you imagine what happens to this? Is every time you got ready to eat, not just pray over your food, but you learned a Bible verse, or you you read something, or you talked about it with your family before you got ready. You know, you know how about this? When you leave here today, is there something that God showed us today that you could talk about over lunch? Maybe it might transform the waitress or waiter life. Maybe it's gonna be a big difference of how you give, how you do, how you how you share. I pray today that this message touched your heart. And just like Granny said, it did something in my heart. She's 95 years old. I don't know when it did something in her heart. She said it was just a little girl. It did something in her heart so big that she still can't contain it. That's Jesus. That's what God does. Don't just put him in a box. Don't just deal with him on Sundays or or through the week, uh, you know, one day here. Man, feed on the word of God, man, and let people see your transformed life. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you so much for the message today. Even though, you know, starting with me, we can be messed up. We can be thirsty. We can be broken. But, Lord, you come to embrace us. We can have people say things about us. That aren't true. We can have people say things about us that is true. But what really matters is what you say about us and how you pull us through. You set us in the family of God. You know what? There's folks here that's probably been to church many, many times. But I'm going to ask you something. And I want you to to just answer in your spirit. If you died tonight, are you 100% sure you would spend eternity with God? I've known people have been in church for a long, long time. And I ask them that, and they go, well, I hope so. Let me tell you, Jesus is not a hope so. He is a I know. The question is, do you know him? A lot of times we, we, we see different things and go different places, and people talk about uh, all types of good things and all that. God loves you. Yes, he does. But let me tell you what when you reject the only way to heaven you have one other place that you will spend eternity and it's a place called hell And I don't want to see anybody go there. I Say this every time I never tell you that to scare you. I always tell you that to prepare you That's part of what God's called me to do I want you to get the full picture, but a big picture right now I want you to get this is Jesus Christ died for your sin The Bible says all the sin and fall short of the glory of God that means guess what we've all had some mess-ups But Jesus is bigger than your mess up. Jesus is in the restoration business. He's in the delivery business, if you want to look at that. He delivers us out of the hand of Satan and the shackles of sin and sets us in the family of God. I want you to get a picture of that. Can you imagine being locked up in a cell and somebody that loves you's got the key and they open the door and they crack it open wide enough for you to walk through freely and you say, no, I'm just going to stay here. Don't lead the same way that you came in. I don't know what it is that God's tugging on your heart today. But I'm going to tell you, we preach the word of God and I know that it brings results. So whether it's restoration, whether it's salvation, whether it's healing, whether it's peace, whether it's mercy, grace... Repentance needed, whatever the deal is, Lord, do your work in us this day. You say, buddy, what must I do to be saved? What does it mean to be saved? It means to be rescued out of our sinful state and sent into the family of God and viewed as if we've never sinned before. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We've been redeemed. Jesus purchased us out of sin. He paid our fine. So when we receive him, When we ask him to come into our life, Lord, I believe you're the son of God. If this is your prayer, pray it right now. Lord, I believe you're the son of God that takes away the the sin of the world. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. Lord, I need you. I need you every day. Lord, help me walk this thing out. And he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Friends, if you're listening today, you've got any questions, feel free to email us or, or whatever like that you want to do. I ask you to share this message. I hope you guys are encouraged in the Lord. God is in the delivery business. Let Him reach you right where you are. Amen.